welcome to the Not Quite the Afterglow podcast, your chance to see inside the mind of a British 40-something man and his 30-something wife. Not your average couple, but then this is not your average podcast. Hi, everyone. You're listening to episode 23 of Not Quite the Afterglow with me, Chloe. And I'm Richard, and we survived... The Valentine's Day Massacre. In fact, there was no massacre this year. Before anyone who listened to last week's podcast guesses, um, I didn't make the fatal mistake of trying to predict what my wife would and would not want in her Valentine's Day present. I ordered it two days before we recorded the show. And did I do okay? Did I do okay? Did I succeed? You did do brilliantly. I had a beautiful bunch of red roses. Artisan hand-tied red yes, roses. they were very fancy and beautifully all, all wrapped and everything. From, from White Rose Farm Shop. I said I'd give them a shout out because they're listening to this podcast this week. I gave them a card. Oh, okay. So the staff at White Row are actually listening to this podcast. They Hello. were lovely flowers, and I do have. Even, may, I'm sorry. Even though we are a, a, just a week over from Valentine's Day, I have two of the red roses still downstairs with a, a few bits of foliage. The, the rest of them are died, but two of them have sort of battled on. But also, the staff at White Row made me up a hamper. And what was in the hamper? My favourite cider and a selection of my favourite cheeses. Cheese and alcohol. And some sweets. Cheese, alcohol, and candy. Yes, although... No lingerie this year. Cheese, alcohol and candy. Do you think we're getting stayed in our old age? You say there's no lingerie. I didn't receive any lingerie. I got lingerie. But you got some... I don't don't know if it's... I don't know if a man can get lingerie. He can get underwear. Yeah, boxer shorts. You bought me boxer shorts for for Valentine's Day. But, like, sparkly, glittery, red... They look like they should... Like George Foreman and Muhammad Ali would wear them jumping into a boxing ring. They they do have a good shimmer. They, they look they, like they should be on a boxer jumping into a boxing. I can't ring, jumping remember. Jumping over the ropes with glittery pants. I can't remember if they're the sort that have a flap or don't have a flap. I haven't looked closely because I looked. Well, I'm just at thinking. Them, I looked at them and thought, do you know what? These are going to go in the drawer with the other pair of gold lame pants and uh, other bits and pieces that you bought me over the years. And I'm very grateful for you thinking of me. You're just not t- getting the hint. What hint? Well, you can buy me like fancy lingerie, and I buy I'll you wear lots it. of fancy lingerie, and you Some, do wear it sometimes. Some, sometimes under duress, but uh, I spend a fortune on lingerie for but, you. But but you don't you don't wear these lovely things that I buy for you. Because and I was, I'd look like a complete loon. You are a mid thirties something woman married to a, a mid thirties hot wife married to a forty something fat bloke. Um, who, who would who would look like a fab like wearing wearing these day glow red sparkly pants? I was just thinking whether they had a flap or not because I'm thinking maybe well, maybe, maybe could get away could, with them on a beach. Can, well, maybe maybe we can we can we can we can repeat a family exercise and give them to your mum and she can sew the flap up like she used to do for your brother's pants. Yes. Uh, so when your brother was younger, he, she used to sew up all the flies on his shorts, didn't she? Yeah. Well, in those James. days, yeah, in those days, like now, you in get those like those days. He's not that old. He's only in his thirties. I know, but he's like, younger than you. Boxer shorts were always just cotton boxer shorts, no, and no, they no, would no, have no. the flaps and the buttons or pants and things. But now you get like the trunks, the shorts, the trunks, trunks or yeah, whatever yeah. that are like shorts, but they're like pants material, and they don't usually have flaps. I just remember he didn't like flaps. Like, I might have to do this for our boys. So I, I have this thing where I travel a lot for my work, and very often I'll be travelling, and someone will say to me, oh, we need you to stay an extra two nights or an extra three nights, and I will panic, and I'll run into a shop at, like, six o'clock at night, just as it's closing, and I'll just grab a pair of pants. 
and then I come home and, I, and, and I'm getting dressed in the morning and you're like, what are you wearing? W- who bought those? Why did you buy those? You look like an idiot. Like, you know, it's Marky oh, Mark, Mark Wahlberg. No, you've got some white ones and they just they just look massive. I don't know what it is about them. I think they're just too... I, I just can't see how they hold anything in because they're just so flappy. <laughs> like, they may as well be a skirt, you know? They're, they're, yeah. they're not good. But I, I do this thing now where um, I have a few cars, but one of my cars has um, an emergency box in the back when I'm travelling where it has, like, a razor and it has toothbrush and toothpaste, spare pair of pants, spare pair of socks. Tea and coffee facilities. Tea, tea and coffee facilities. <laughs> all, all my asthma kit just in case I get called away so that this can't happen. But then I never use that car to go to work. So it's pointless. I should put the box in the car, really. But. Do you know? I used to in my in my heyday when in I your was heyday, younger. Did you have a heyday? I had a heyday. Did for you? About, I think it was about for about a month. Yeah. Okay. In my a car, slight exaggeration of a heyday. I used to have an emergency kit. And you had that, a spare bikini. I did have a spare bikini because you just UHT milk. Or, no, no, no. You had kitchen roll. Kitchen roll. And Which you could double up as toilet roll if you wanted to. Exactly. Uh, a spare bikini because I think I just... Because everyone really needs a spare somewhere. bikini. I didn't even wear a bikini. So I think it, I paid all of like a pound for it. Um, a sarong. A sarong just in can, case to cover up the bikini. But no, because they have so many uses. Like I like wear what? scarves all the time now. So you can use a, sc- a sarong No, because scarf. you could lie down on it if, if it was hot and you wanted to like lie down on a blanket somewhere uh-huh. or if you, you could had, tie it around your head and pretend to be someone else yeah or you could like put it around like a dress thing That's that cool. was handy spare underwear obviously, obviously. bottle of wine a bottle of wine why do you need a bottle, a bottle of wine in your in the boot of your car because if I was at a friend's house and then we were maybe having some drinks and then the drinks run out and then you're kind of stuck. You had a kitchen, be like, oh, a spare bikini and a bottle of wine. I've got like... You're the life and soul of the party. Not a very good party, but the life and soul I'm of telling that. you, I did go to a party, a house party, where they did run out of like toilet roll and stuff and my kitchen roll came in handy. I may have even had toilet roll as well, but definitely kitchen roll. But the wine, I had to replace that a few times where I'd been at people's houses and... We'd had the wine and then I needed to put more in there. I have a fantastic young lady who works with me, um, who organises all of us at the company that I work at. And she moved house last weekend. She moved house last week to a a beautiful house that she's worked very hard to to get and put heart and soul into getting. And you would have been ideal to turn up, you know, with a removal van saying, hey, don't worry, I've got the emergency wine and the emergency pants and the emergency bikini. In Birmingham, I think I had in a, February. I think I had a mug in there as well. A mug. You'd have been very useful for people moving house. You'd have been the perfect house guest. Don't worry, I can look after myself. I've got a sleeping bag, a bottle of wine. Oh, a I, sarong, did, I did have a sleeping, sleeping bag. bag. Yeah, you yes, did have a sleeping bag. So well. you would have been absolutely. I carry an emergency sleeping bag as well on the boot of my car. Basically, I think I was just planning to like go to, to people's go to houses, bar, to go to the Bahamas. No, to go to people's houses in your bikini, and then be like, "Hey, I'm hey, a I'm going to drink this bottle of wine, so I can't drive home. And but I'm don't gonna, worry, I've got a sleeping bag. I'm going to stay on your floor. <laughs> don't worry." I'm going to wear a bikini with a sarong just to cover it up so I don't terrify yeah. the children. And I've got spare pants. Pants and, spare and socks. Pants. Spare pants and socks. Did you have a toilet? I didn't have a toothbrush and toothpaste, did you? Well. So you'd have skanky breath. But it doesn't matter. You've had great cleavage in your bikini. So it, that would have the cleavage would have would have made up for the, 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 the smelly breath. It wasn't even a nice bikini. It was like, it was uh, an we, unflattering when, one when, and it was when yellow. A, when a woman in her early 20s who has an ample chest has a bikini, we don't really care whether it's nice or not as long as it holds everything and it doesn't really matter, does it? I may have also had a towel. 
Because you always have to have a towel. Douglas Adams. Exactly. Don't panic. Don't panic. Carry your towel. And it is the anniversary of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy on March the 8th. Um, and we are celebrating it in London with Cloud Camp. I am one of the guest speakers and I'm going to be talking on stage, giving a lightning talk uh, about security with a guy called Chris Swan, whose wife listens to this podcast. So maybe I should take a microphone and record something with Chris, like a retort that I can kind of paste into it. Because right now it's always a husband and wife who talks. Maybe it should be me and Chris, husband and husband, be able to answer back. Husband and husband, but not husbands together. Well, no, but, but, but husbands in arms. Like brothers in arms, but husbands in arms. Because, as I said, Chris, his wife, listens to this podcast in her car. And he never gets a chance to answer back. He will download it for her so she can play it in the car, but he never gets a chance to answer back. So maybe when I'm in London, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy um, anniversary coming up, we're recording it uh, in, in central London on the 8th of March at Cloud Camp. And uh, I will take a microphone I'll record five minutes, which we can... We can paste in an, a humorous anecdote from a from a a a, a listener's suffering husband. Every, everyone's husband's suffering. I think everyone's wife is suffering. We're all suffering. I think it's just, it's just degrees of separation. It's just degrees of suffering, isn't it? I'm just suffering mostly because it's suddenly got really cold again. By the way, if I'm sparkly loud tonight, I have had a very large gin and tonic and two mojitos before we recorded this, and, and a special gin that basically looks like antifreeze. It does, but it's cherry bakewell gin. I, it's I cherry bought, and almonds. Th- this gin. is love because I bought you cherry bakewell gin. Which combined three things that I don't like: gin, cherry, and gin, almonds. Gin, cherry, and almonds. Well, and tonic water. But I bet as well. I could make a cocktail, put it, and then you'd never guess. I probably would, but it it does actually look like antifreeze. It's kind of it's kind of worrying. It it, it doesn't taste like antifreeze. It's just got this real subtle kick to it. And I'm glad I, I I we had a late tea tonight, a late supper, and I had it with that. And I just thought I I like pizzas and pizzas and pizzas and gin. Yeah, but you make it sound like we we dined on amazing pizza. We did actually. You, you made some homemade pizzas. I did like pizza baguette on. Well, it was still nice. It was still it was still edible, and I was grateful for it because I've been working bloody hard the last few days and travelling up and down to London, and um, I'm grateful when you cook me something nice because it, it shows you love me. I or that you you don't want me to die yet. I think uh, I think it's you say like you're grateful and stuff, but I, I would grateful. be grateful. Just I'm grateful every time that there is a meal that I don't have to cook or wash up. Bonus if it's both. We we I satisfied that urge for you this weekend. We went to a wedding. <laughs> you satisfied. I satisfied. No, I very rarely satisfy any of your urges. Well, we went, we went to a hotel. I, you had to satisfy. We urge, actually went to a Hilton hotel. I paid a fortune for it, and it was rubbish. It, we had a suite at a hotel overlooking a cricket ground and anyone's listening from the hotel group you are a shower utter shower the shower didn't well, you're drain not a shower, yeah. the, sh- the shower didn't drain and flooded everywhere the sink took 12 minutes to drain absolutely appalling they sent one guy to fix the shower who never fixed the sink it was like 250 quid and then when we wanted to go it was a spa hotel it was a spa hotel so we paid extra to go to a spa hotel then I went down to reception and said oh can I have keys to the spa or whatever and they went yeah it's 50 quid each extra I was like what I paid 250 quid for two nights in a hotel, in a spa hotel, and you want to charge me 50 quid each to go in the swimming pool, you tight bastards. I think the... Uh, Don't anyone stay at the Hilton at the Southampton, at the cricket ground, the, the Aegis the Hilton, because it's absolute bollocks. I, um, That's my TripAdvisor review, I was going to say. <laughs> absolute bollocks, and the shower doesn't work. And that was in a suite. That wasn't a room. That was a suite. Yes. Well, I, I, I was kind a comfy of, bed, though. I kind of mostly enjoyed it, but I was very drunk... 
on you one of were. the nights we stayed we, there. And the thing is, I used to live down in Hampshire, and when I lived there, I used to go to a very, very nice Indian restaurant called Cooties in Southampton, uh, which is owned by the British footballer Alan Shearer and his former colleague Francis Benali. Um, and it's a great. You, you walk in and you're greeted by this guy who's he's like the last Raj, in his little curly Indian slippers and his big turban and beautiful gown and shows you to your table or whatever. And the food's fantastic, isn't it? Absolutely yeah, it was fantastic. And I haven't been there for like 13 years. So we didn't just go there on the Friday night. We also went to another brunch of theirs on the Saturday night as well after the wedding. So we yeah. had two curries in two nights. And we did. We went to um, a lovely evening party for a wedding. Yeah, and our friends Nick and Helen got married last weekend. Yes, and congratulations! Congratulations to, you both. to Nick and Helen, who are, they're currently in a hotel in London, and it looks beautiful. And the maid left them a beautiful heart-shaped thing. A, a, it was a heart on the bed, you know, yeah. like the petals. But I thought it was a merkin. Nice. It looked like a merkin. It didn't look like I. Ju- I thought Nick had just left his merkin. And you out need to quickly message him and say before you check out, this, just this double podcast. check how to to roll your duvet into, into a hotel a penis. penis. Yeah, yeah, I need to get... Because Helen would do that. Helen would do that. She would do it with artistic pleasure. But seriously, that, he posted a photo on Facebook today of this rose petals on the bed and then this heart-shaped thing, which, because I didn't zoom in, I just thought Nick had just taken this murkin off and left it on the bed. It wasn't It wasn't really, you know... What it presumably is, you know, like those pastry cutters you get for making stars and things? I bet the maids have got one of those. They put it on the bed and they just fill it with rose petals and take it off and go, oh. I think Artistic. I could do that on our bed, but it's mostly going to be... The dog's going to jump on it and ruin it, so what would be the point? Yeah, and it's mostly just going to consist of like a screwed up t-shirt and... A pair of pants. A pair of pants, yeah. which may or may not be clean. I think after this this long together, after 10 or 11 years together, when you've been married for five years and you're getting up at all hours of the day and night to the children, and the only action in the bed is the frantic activity to try and find the uh, remote control for the... Um, Amazon box. Oh God! I mean, there, there was more. There was more passion exercise in that bed, looking for TV remote controls than there is anything. I was going to say you probably got more out of breath trying to trying to find the remote control, trying to reach around for the remote control. Reach around. <laughs> then, then, Don't yeah. use the word reach around and bed in the same sentence. People get the wrong idea. Yeah. I'm just grateful. I'm grateful one that we get into bed together and have a lovely cuddle, and also that I wake up in the morning and I'm not in an obituary column. So I think that I'm quite happy. Or but you wake I, up and I'm, I'm still a, there. The thing is, right, we're married. I'm. I'm. I'm a old school guy who's very you know I like romance in the evening without a merkin I like romance in the evening whereas you you this millennial I don't think it's millennial? a millennial thing well I don't know what it is but get your act in order you're not a night person we get into bed and I'm thinking oh I'm up for it now and then the first thing is you start talking about cheese and glitter and fall asleep and I'm like, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm like, I'm ready to go. I'm probably, it's taken me 15 minutes to get ready to go. But I'm ready to go. My heart is full of love and you're fast asleep. And then you wake up in the morning when I'm, I haven't slept very well or I'm up all night or whatever. And you're like, oh, give it to me. I'm not, I, I don't know, do I? I'm, no, I'm, well, no. It's not so much I, give it to I, me maybe, as maybe, like, maybe that I'll, take it, I'll take one for the team. You take, take one for the team, but be, <laughs> be quick because the kids are having their breakfast. Well, what is it? What is it with married life where you know the only time that you can have that time alone is when you're in a hotel room? I think it's just the law, though, isn't it? Like, if you're in a hotel room, you have to um, make the most of it, and 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 we do. But th- the point still remains is that it's worse when you're in a hotel room and you can hear the people in the room above you or the room next to you making the most of it. Yeah, because there have been occasions when we have been in hotel rooms and there've been you know you've heard it and thought, and then you've got to come down to the hotel breakfast the next morning and try and guess. 
I, th- I think that's more like a small hotel thing because, like, when it's a big hotel, it could be. We were staying in. We were staying in Luton before we went out to Srebrenica. And do you remember there was a? Oh no, 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 no! It wasn't. It was in Birmingham. We were staying in Birmingham in the Novotel, and there was a rather rotund lady with a with a big gentleman in the lift. I got in because you sent oh, me down they were to get a, a bit amorous. A bit amorous, lift. and they were like two rooms away from us. I'm very grateful there, there was a room buffer between us because she was just like, "Come upstairs." boy and he's like oh my luck's in and I just thought you've lucked out mate but take one for the team be a yes. good lad be a good lad take one for the team but I think hotel rooms I mean hotel room maids must get the worst job in the world because they have to clean up after everyone yeah and like I am and really we haven't we, we haven't left a hotel room penis let's explain for people who don't know what we're talking about you have to go through the, the Facebook group we occasionally stay at hotels or on Instagram we're or on, on Instagram, Instagram yeah yeah we sometimes stay in hotels I start I we, we started in Belfast at a hotel, uh, which will name will remain nameless in case we get banned, where we make a six or an eight foot long cock um, out of the duvet, and then you flare the edges up to look like the proverbial, and then place a you craft a pillow. You do a ninety degree bend with your elbow. You put your elbow in the middle of the pillow, and you turn it so it looks like a. Thingy. We need to do a YouTube video on we this. We do because there is a, there is a way to do it. You, the elbow is the piece, so you have to put your elbow in the middle of the pillow to turn it inside like a cherry, and put it on the end, and then you splurge the towel out like its heart is full of love. I think the thing that's always it's funny, like, it, it, it looks fantastic. Is that done. we never you you know I, I don't I don't think we ever seem to have enough towels in a hotel room, so they're always really wet because like I've had one. Oh, it's my worse. Yeah, the, ma- so the, the maidens come along and there's like wet towel and the floor splurged out like. I have to say I am like terrible a in a hotel room because I can be quite a messy person and I will happily leave everything in quite a state and you're like just just tidy up. A That's the bit. thing. I don't like it when you leave hotels messy. I will always make sure you tidy up. I don't like leaving hotel rooms in a messy state. I don't. I, well, it never happens. I don't let it happen. No, you don't, because you're always like just put this that reflects thing over on there, us. The fact this reflects there. on us, but apart from the big eight foot long penis in the middle of the bed, which reflects very badly on us. But it's like, oh my god, Morel's been back here again. We've got another, we've got another big flaccid cock hanging over the edge of the bed. I'm just made of, made, no, 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 not made, made of duvet. Yeah, made of duvet. You know, yeah. an artificial. You know, it, but yeah. but the thing is, right. I do get a lot of feedback from people who go, "Dude, that's fantastic! That that's the next." Because there was it's this quite thing, an art to doing there, it. There, nice. there is not to doing it properly. Nice there is not yeah. like it's like a it's like a it's like an erupting flower with with sort of like stymen coming out the end, but it's not stymen. Yeah, there is an art to doing it properly because there is that meme of people tying the telephone cord in the hotel room around a duvet oh, to yeah, like a that's, corpse, that's not as and I was just like, I can outdo this one. So, if you stay in a hotel with me, well, you don't. Well, if you stay say, in a hotel with me, don't tell my wife. Yes. Um, if you stay in a hotel room on the same floor as me, and you hear the the maid going, "Oh God, it's probably I've probably been on the same floor as you, making penises out of duvets." Yeah, and then they just see general just Detritus. stuff everywhere. In they the don't. Mess. They see general empty packets of cookies and gin and tonic biscuit crumbs. My empty gin and tonic cans that I take everywhere. Yes. And I just leave like I just leave biscuit crumbs. I just and you leave bottles of prosecco in your wake, or or other other alcoholic things. beverages. Yeah, I I've sort of you know I've not had the healthiest of weekends. What with having a lot to drink and going for you, two when curries. we went to the wedding, um, we met up with Graham and Debbie, and you were plied with rosé wine, about a liter and a bit of rosé wine in very short order. 
Well, no, because then we went for for this Indian. No, before we left it, we left the hotel. We left this beautiful hotel called Marwell Hotel in in the wilds of Winchester, right around the corner from where I used to live. Um, and it was as you came out the exit of the hotel into the cold winter evening, you just laughed and went, I'm so drunk. And I just thought, great. You know that thing where it was like, I've been sat down, I was drinking and I was sitting down. So you don't really think about it. And, and, you know, but I was driving, so I was drinking Coca-Cola all night. As soon as you stand up and start walking, you're like, oh, I'm a bit more drunk than I thought it was. And then you go from being in the sort of warm to the cold and then it really hits you and you're like, whoa. And then I just remember we got to the restaurant and I'm looking at, I don't even really fancy curry, but I'm looking at the menu and I'm thinking, oh, my but eyes are just you've got to have curry it's really good curry. Cooties is one of the best curries you're going to have in the UK. So you have to it was it. lovely and I ate a lot more than I anticipated. Big shout out to the staff at Cooties in Oxford Road in Southampton and in Ferrog. Near Southampton, fantastic, it, fantastic place. It was lovely, and then there were some sort of photos, but then I didn't remember that there were photos. Yeah, you posted a lot on Facebook on uh, during the wedding or during, when I was posting the photos. No, and you don't. We, you woke up the following morning, you didn't remember anything about it at all. No, which isn't which isn't like me. But we had a nice weekend. We went down to the seafront on Saturday on our own without the children down at Portsmouth, and we had the most expensive bag of chips in world history. We went to a little fish and chip shop on the on the seafront, and I ordered a small chips, a small you know potato chips, fries, so fries, so fries wow. for American listeners. So I ordered a small bag of potato fries with some salt and vinegar, a very small bag of potato fries, and they charged me two pound fifty. Now I'm forty five years old, so I remember when a bag of chips was like threepence. Well, no, fifty p. I can remember. So when someone gives me a bag of chips for two pound fifty, my head almost fell off. I thought these better be bloody gold-plated, King, you know, King Edwards. I remember the fish and chip shop. Two pound fifty for a small bag of chips near us. I remember my, one of my friends telling me that you could ask for a half portion, so you would get some chips for forty-five p, which is probably two pound fifty for a bag. They were half they weren't what, really worth two pound fifty. But then the closer you walked down the high street, to, to, down the um, Esplanade to the pier, and we did we did go it onto got the cheap, pier. It got cheaper it because cheaper, there was yeah. there was competition. Where, where we got asked from, there, there was wasn't nothing, anywhere else. Nothing so. I, it made me think because I went in and asked for a cone of chips. Yeah, does anywhere even do cones of chips a cone of chips so a cone was like a waxed paper disc cone yeah it was like a cone yeah so glued on one edge so you put it and the great thing was that you probably got all of 20 chips in it the the vinegar would settle at the bottom and they were the the best chips the bits of chips in the bottom of it in the vinegar fantastic as you were and then and then after that you did get cones but they were like polystyrene and it wasn't the same not the same at all but we went now i don't think you get them at all we went on a a pier that goes out to sea at South Sea in Portsmouth, which is about 160, 170 years old. And it was nice because all the people were fishing. But It was nice until you looked over the side and went, "This the, the corrosion at the bottom of this pier, like, I don't yeah. feel safe being on here. <laughs> it was sort of one minor storm away from being swept out to sea. But the funny thing was, there were two guys there fishing. They had their sea fishing gear. And there was this guy, and he was, he was, he'd obviously had a catch, he had a catch, he had a catch, and his big, you know, beach caster rod casting off the pier. And you could see the fluorescent tip on the edge of this fishing rod going absolutely ballistic as he was reeling this in, reeling this heavy catch in, this whale, this turbot, this massive cod, whatever it was. He was reeling in, reeling in. And then all of a sudden, as it cleared the pier, you saw what it was. And the, it, how big was it? 
Oh. Two centimetres, five centimetres. Well, obviously, I'd say it was like three or four centimetres. Well, I'm a man, would... so two centimetres. But it was a tiny, tiny, tiny little sprat or whatever it was, a mackerel. It was just so but disappointing. He, but, but he'd been like bracing himself. He'd been pulling the rod back like he was catching jaws. And when it came out, I was just like, ah. And then the other guy, he had one as well. But when he reeled it in... There was only half. There was the only fish. half the fish there because another fish had bitten the fish off his hook. So he was he was just like, "Where's it gone?" It was not a good day. It was for quite fishing. funny. No. And then we went in the arcade, and then I started playing the two P machine. So that- let's explain what these things. So these the the. Ubiquitous slot machines in the UK aren't what people would think of as like fruit machines, like the, the the gambling machines. These are machines where you put two peas in or it's ten like peas. It's like a sliding. In. Yeah, thing yeah, yeah. Pushes them off. And, and the weight of the two peas or the weight of the coins pushes the prizes or the coins off the edge. But now on this one, it doesn't push anything off. It just gives you tickets. Well, I think it does push them off, but for Eventually. some reason, I never had any that pushed off. But then I just got all so these tickets. I, so, so, so being romantic me. and not having any children, I changed a pound down into. 52 pence pieces for you to put 52 pence pieces into this machine just to have and there was a sign when you go into there saying you're not no it said it said about like just encouraging you not to get carried away and gamble too much and this was for entertainment purposes only yeah this is for entertainment purposes only it's not it's not remember this is not an investment and i thought that was brilliant not an investment Stand well, here's back. The thing. I've got, I've got my, I've got my pension here. I'm going here's to make a really good investment. Here's the thing: when I was growing up in Folkestone in Kent, we had um, a family called the Goddens, who were ubiquitous across the whole. One was an architect, one was a property salesman, and the other one ran the uh, the arcades across Margate and Folkestone. I bought lots of properties and bits and pieces, and they were all loaded. Jimmy Godden drove around in a great big Range Rover with JG one on the number plate, and now this company in Portsmouth. I bet you they must be stonking rich because you won all these tickets as you kept putting the two P's in. All these tickets kept coming out. And in the end, you had 24 tickets, prize tickets, came out of the machine. Now, 24 prize (coughs) tickets must have... I mean, it must cost them a fortune for the bloody tickets to come out of the machine in the first place. But 24 tickets was enough to get you a small candy lolly, which... Normally costs five pence. No, you'd probably get 30 or 40 of them for a pound in the pound shop. So they're worth about 2p. But I did right? almost so, have enough for a little bag of Haribo. Okay, all right. So say so, 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 so your price was worth in total 7p, all right? You put a quid in. So that's a 93% profit margin for that machine. If I had a machine that guaranteed me as, a, as an investor 93%, I had I would buy tons of them because you could just you but it clean was, up. It was entertainment. Ninety three percent profit margin. That must have given me at least six minutes entertainment for a pound. I mean, yeah. I mean, to be totally honest, you're cheap to keep with, with that. I mean, you, to I be am. honest, you could have got away with seven pounds worth of change. Yeah. Because you were our marriage, you and I had anything up to seven. Quid. Yeah, I don't know where this came from, but basically, we have this thing where I can have anything I want as long as it's seven, seven up less. to seven quid. Yeah, I mean the original big fucking. Then spender. there there needs to be negotiation if it's above seven pounds. There isn't a negotiation in this marriage. I do as you. I do as you t- say. But I will say like I want something like something kind of frivolous or whatever, and you'll be like, if it's less than seven pounds, you can have it. Yeah, but I, that, I don't want the listening public to think that you're married to a tight ass. No, you're not, because I it do used to be three pounds. You. It used to be three pounds. You've had an increase higher than inflation. I know. I'm doing I, very. You're well. doing very well. Higher than inflation. Realistically, it should be four pound three p, and it's already at seven. So I'm I'm ahead of the game here. You are. I'm, my heart is full of love, and so is my wallet. And there's a reason that my wallet is full because I only give you seven quid to play with. Exactly. You see. This is love. This is what love is. Love is about negotiation and love is about fidelity and love is about just doing as you're told, really. And I do as I'm told, so. 
That's very good. You shall do you be think rewarded. I do you think I do? What, what, okay, what would be my reward? Um, See, <laughs> if you have to think about it, if you can't, if a, if a reward I'm still here. Sound. Like every day that I'm still here is a reward for you. How's that? That's very good because I am averaging out four breakfasts in bed a week at the minute. I know. You do really well out of me, to four be Four breakfasts in bed every single week. I can remember. Bacon sandwiches, toast. I do very well. You do. You do very well. Well, I I, Punching you, above my weight, plus I get breakfast in bed. But that makes up for the fact that you're not in bed first thing in the morning. You're up with the kids doing the dog. I'm fast asleep. Yeah. And you only get bacon sandwiches when it is going to be a brunch, really. Yeah. You I'm don't have it as a normal breakfast. When I fell pregnant, at the very start of the pregnancy, I used to be sort of so-so about having breakfast in the morning. And I remember you were very insistent, like, I must have breakfast. Yeah, you had to have breakfast. So you made, me, the other day. you made me scrambled egg on toast. And you made that for my entire pregnancy, every morning for I breakfast did. in bed before I got it up. And then after our eldest was born, you still did that for a little while until it got to the stage where we were starting to sort of wean and things. Listen, And then listen, after that, listen. I think I got I'm breakfast on, in bed like twice. Uh, no, I've done you more. Second pregnancy, but, I was on but, my but, own. But, 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 right. How many pairs of... I was going to say how many pairs of crotches snake because I thought, no, that doesn't count. How many times have I, have I changed the toilet seat when I said I was going to change the toilet seat? Um... You have to, to be fair, you've had to change toilet seats quite a lot because I have a really bad habit of breaking them. I don't know why that is. I, but, I'm, I'm, but, half, but, 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 I'm literally but, but, like half your weight, but. But I Robert, have Robert Holroyd was shout, giving a shout out on episode 21. 22. Uh, no, 21 of this podcast before Valentine's Day. Oh. Uh, well, 21 and 22, he's a reminder. 21, we gave him a shout out. 22, we reminded him that Leah would probably prefer. Um, he finally got around to sorting it, uh, and we're, we're we're giving you another reminder. Yeah, because we're know, just going to keep doing this every week. Obviously, you know, underwear that allows you to use a, a toilet simply is one thing, but being able to change a toilet seat, Rob, Rob, there's two bolts. It's two little flywheel bolts. This is not rocket science. If you can build a model railway, you if can you can clipper your beard so I it looks like Prince Edward, I have. Speaking not of Prince which, Albert, Prince Edward. I ha- I've changed a toilet seat before. See, because even Chloe can change a toilet seat. Robert Holroyd, you are a teacher. If you can teach a classroom of kids, you can change a toilet seat. Uh, a long time ago, as in before, before Thousands the days of, of you. Thousands of people are listening. I I replaced our regular toilet seat with like a clear toilet seat, but it had barbed wire in it. For some barbed reason, I, for some reason, I <laughs> thought that looked really cool. If I come to your really house cool. for the first time, I turn the you know, I thought you know, I'm just in, in the moonlight tonight. I'm not going to turn and sat down with barbed wire. I jump out it was my clear skin. With barbed wire. Yeah, but that's and the I thing, changed the that myself. But yeah, you have had to change toilet seats quite a lot because I have an awful habit of breaking them. You do, despite being like half your weight. I and I spend a huge amount more time on the toilet than yeah, you do. But uh, my toilet sitting technique and i've mentioned this you're like the before. queen you ride side saddle no well i just i think i just have this real relief of like oh finally i get to sit down because obviously when you're running around after kids you don't get to sit down very often and i kind of just crash onto the toilet seat like i just kind of go oh like when you collapse in a chair like oh i can finally sit down and i so i sort of sit down with force but I think also, I don't do it like square on. I'm like slightly off to one yeah, side. Yeah, because I'm forever having to fix the toilet seats, unlike Rob Holroyd, who doesn't. Yeah, because it it knocks the thing out. So you've had to replace them quite a few times where I've basically 
broken it. Uh, I, I think, just don't I, have a good toilet I think, technique. I think what we need to do is we need to, on the Not Quite the Afterglow Facebook page, just put some YouTube links to changing toilet seats so that Rob Holdroyd can work out how to just take those two simple wing nuts off the bolts and just slide it off it which only takes like three but that's minutes. like me I'm, I need to fix the drawers in the kitchen and I still haven't done that well that's only that's Phillips head screws that's really simple well, I can use you, my... over, you, you overstack them so you break them you can fix them otherwise it means that I'm going to replace the kitchen it's like I know I, to be honest I have fixed them a few times but I need to fix them again you do but you now need to stop them. now I have my fantastic ratchet screwdriver set which I had for Christmas there only is no my wife me. would want a ratchet screwdriver for Christmas from my mother uh, Fantastic present. Yeah, I, I wanted it because although we we have got loads of screwdrivers and I'm sure we, we have ratchet ones. We do, but we where they are, they're in the toolbox in the front of the garage, big red toolbox. Yeah, well, this bottom, is mine. Bottom shelf. This is mine, and it's in a fancy little case, and it's got all different attachments. That's great. And I'll put it in the garage, it, and you'll never find it again. I've used it several times, and I have it in a special place, and it's and it's my, it's my special places. Usually, are where I can't find things. Well, yeah, obviously, I don't want you using my screwdriver. No, I mean, I can't find where I put my wallet, my change, my car keys. I'll always panic. I got all the way out to the car waiting for you to come out earlier, and then suddenly my phone rings. I can't find my wallet and my loose change. So I get out the car, and it's freezing, and I come all the way in the house, open the door to the lounge, straight to the bookcase, wallet, loose change. I'm like, did you even bother looking? Because that's an obvious place where you put it. There's only I don't need to look for things if I if you know where I put them. Why would I? Why would I need to look if I if I have you as an aid memoir with boobs? Why would I need to remember things? Also, I'm getting old. My my ability to remember where if I went to the loo an hour ago. You're is, terrible with your keys. You can never find your never keys. find my keys. Back in the 1980s, you had those things where you went and it would whistle. You know, it would beep. You whistle. Now they have Bluetooth things which tell you, right, here's the thing, right, (coughs) I used to have a Bluetooth tag on my phone, on my keys, Yeah. and I would, I'd lose my keys, so I would get my phone and it would tell, it would tell me that the keys were in the same fucking postcode, well, I mean, what point is that? I tell you, that was only useful. What was the point of telling, oh yeah, your mother, your mother drove off with my car keys and we watched them going down the road. We we watched them interactively going away from the house. Richard couldn't find his car keys and he'd left them on the side and my mum had a big bag of stuff that she had here that she was taking home and somehow these keys had fallen off the table into her bag because we had literally looked everywhere for these keys. And then Richard was like, oh, I'm just going to just check my Bluetooth thing. And then you did. And then it obviously... them on Google Maps as they were driving it away literally, from literally... You could see the, this path from the house to the bottom of the road, and then obviously our Wi-Fi dropped, and so it lost it after there. So uh, I rang my mum, and she definitely had did have them in, in in her bag. Yeah, but uh, we should attach them to the children. Yeah, I I never seem to lose my keys, but I've got a I big do bag. Have, you have a you, that's the thing. Women have handbags. Men, we just put our stuff down. You do have a man bag. I have yeah. a man bag, which I use when we go to the spa or the sauna. Men are increasingly using man bags. Oh, hang now. on. We went to the spa the other day. Not the spa hotel, but the spa where spa, yeah. the spa and sauna where we're members. And we were in the jacuzzi, in the spa bath. 
and we were having a cuddle and talking, putting we the world. We weren't having a cuddle. Well, we're not we a cuddle. We I was were like, near okay. each other. Well, no, just don't, 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 don't break the magic and don't ruin it. Don't, you know, someone somewhere listening to this podcast thinks we love each other, which is just. I know, but you can't canoodle in these drink. places. Well, I wasn't going to canoodle. Or was, heavy pet. There were five other people in the podcast. One guy who had boobs. In the pool. One guy who had boobs. Now this was funny. I, I mean, I'm not a fine figure of men, man, but there was a guy with his girlfriend in the spa and the jets were running you know the jacuzzi jets were running but he had moves and did, did you see them dancing it was like handles like handles water music his moves were dancing in the i couldn't look i just I wanted think to and then i suddenly realized my feet one of my feet was out the water on the side of the jacuzzi you know i was like man at leisure <laughs> leg cocked and i suddenly remembered i still got nail varnish on where you, you where you put the nail varnish on the other day and it hasn't come off yet. When we went away at the weekend, I took my nail varnish remover with me and the pads you didn't to take it me. off. And you didn't ask for it or say about it, so I I just forgot about it. And then it wasn't until we'd been back from the spa later in the day when I was suddenly like, oh, you still had that nail varnish on, didn't you? Yeah. And do you know what else I remembered? What's that? Um, because <coughs> I, I helped... Um, cut the back of your hair and stuff uh, right let's back up a bit i spent quite a lot of saturday before the wedding looking for a barber's that was open that i could get into and the only place i could get my hair cut was a woman's hairdressers in fair oak in hampshire and they wanted 32 quid to cut my hair and i was just like 32 pounds to cut i used to, used to pay like eight i'm not paying 32 quid but that, that was because i was going to be with their advanced hair director i mean who calls their oh yes we've got a, a hair artists in today she'll cut you 32 pounds for a blow dry and i was like i don't want to blow dry i just want a clipper cut oh um are you yes. sure she said blow dry for 32 pounds well i tell you what if, if it had been the, the alternative i'd have gone yep done deal yep that's fine it's not my birthday i'm gonna get one of these out of band do you know it might be harder hearing maybe maybe i didn't ask maybe she was offering a blow something like blow football for 32 quid exactly so you bought some clippers so i sort of yeah i bought some clippers so i could look presentable at nick's at nick's wedding and i cut my own hair in the the bathroom sometimes i just take a little bit of hair off lower down so it doesn't you don't get it poking out your t-shirt but I was a little bit optimistic, and, and I just, just remembered this. Shaved my back. I, I just, I just shaved a whole great big semicircle off the back of your neck and the top of your shoulders, which actually probably looked quite funny when you were at the spa the other day. And I completely forgot about that. I so. don't care what people think of me. So for, as much for, as for starters, I was wearing, I was the only bloke wearing nail varnish in the jacuzzi, and and if anyone doesn't think I'm metrosexual and cool and happy with my sexuality. Then my nail varnish toes prove otherwise. Because I told everyone in the office the other day I was wearing nail varnish. Well, it is a very nice Rita or a shade of after the rain or something. My, my staff called. were really, my staff were really both shocked and pleasantly surprised and perturbed by the fact that I had nail varnish on in the office. I think I think this could be your new thing. My I think new we thing. could. I don't think it's a new thing. You've done it to me before. It's kind of a beigey colour, but I think we could move you into something a bit more funky come the summertime. I think I think we do some like, like alternate colours. That'd be really cool. So that when we go on holiday, we can scar the children. Yeah. Is your daddy the transvestite wearing the funny with the, with the funny nail varnish toes? And if my feet get severed, the you'll be able is, to identify. You them. have you have like the softest feet ever because you spend all day. And I have very big feet. I don't spend all day. Listen, I was in London yesterday, and then I had to walk home from the railway station because there weren't any weren't any cabs. So I had to walk a mile and a half home in the cold. It's not a mile and a half. It's a bloody long way. It's not even half a mile. I had to stop and get some chips on the way home. They weren't two pound fifty, though, were they? No, but I had a battered sausage before I got home. 
I had the battered sausage and a bottle of water on the way home so that when I got home I could eat the chips and the fish cake. Yeah. If and that I had, had been a mile and a half. Gin, I had a fantastic gin and tonic in at Paddington Station last night as well. If that had been a mile and a half walk quid. home, you probably would have worked off like the batter from the batter sausage. Probably not. It was a nice battered sausage. It was a long one. A long one. I knew I could like a nice long sausage, don't you? I used to love battered sausages, <laughs> but now I don't now I don't eat pork. Um there is no alternative. Uh, I don't know. You, you get been, like battered halloumi. Yeah, but, but okay. So, 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 I'm getting to a point now in this marriage where I still don't understand why you don't eat pork. Because it's the closest thing to eating other people. So, it's amazing. I don't Pulled know. Pork. No, it's just wrong. There's, it's just Belly inherently pork, wrong. Beautiful I'm not the, pork joints. Even the even our two boys love pork. They do. Chipolata sausages. Why didn't you eat those? They're fantastic. I used to eat a lot of those when I, I in my childhood. I'm Chipolata. sure if you average really winkies. I'm sure if you averaged out sausage eating uh, across <laughs> a lifetime, <laughs> so you hang then on, I, just repeat that. Again. If you average out sausage eating across a lifetime, yeah, I want the video of that. Um, then, was then, I there? Was I there? Was I no? But if like, I wasn't say, there, that's I wasn't there when you were. Doing I the I used to eating. eat a lot of sausages, so I think if you average it out over she a lifetime, she used to eat a lot of sausages. That's what we're going to call the po- this episode of the podcast, episode twenty three, of not quite the afterglow. She used to eat a lot of sausages. <laughs> I did used to eat. I remember going to a friend's birthday party and you'd have all these different things on the table you could help yourself to and there was a bowl full of little sausages and I just put that in front of me and just basically ate all the sausages. So I'm just saying, if you work out like the average person has, I don't know, 1.8 Didn't sausages a week Didn't we go to a, a wedding once where you just handed me these cocktail sticks with bits of pineapple on? I was pregnant and I really wanted cheese. So you just, I just, you came up to me and just gave me a load of cocktail sticks with pineapple on and I was like, who who doesn't put cheese on stick? And I suddenly realised you'd eaten a lot. Yeah, but I couldn't just stand them on the table and eat the cheese and put the stick back. So I just had to keep giving you the pineapple because I, I just wanted the cheese. So you've been listening to episode 23 of Not Quite the Art of Glow, the episode where... We congratulate Nick and Helen on their beautiful wedding and, and union. We congratulate one of the members of my staff for getting into her first house. We confirm the the news, the shock news and dispatches that my wife used to eat a lot of sausages. Come back for next week's episode 24, where we will have something interesting to say about not very much, but we'll keep you entertained on the way. Thanks for listening. Come back next week. See you soon. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Remember, you can subscribe via iTunes on your Apple device. If you are an Android user, we recommend using CastBox, available free from the Google Play Store. Find us on Facebook. Search Not Quite the Afterglow.